Hi, I'm Megan Hillica, a grieving mother turned grief coach. I now support, guide, and offer tools to navigate the unthinkable of child loss to other moms who also know this pain. I help you go from empty, lost, and broken to learning to carry your grief and live alongside it. If there's one thing I want you to see, it's hope. Hope that there's life after loss. Hope that there's so much more for you and encouragement that you're normal. All of this is possible along with never forgetting or moving on from your baby or child. I'm holding on to hope for you until you are ready to hold it yourself. Welcome to Grieving Moms Podcast. Hello, this is Megan. I'm your host today. If you're new here, welcome to another episode of Grieving Moms Podcast. Welcome, welcome to a podcast that you never wanted to listen to, um, that you never wanted to be a part of. And so I'm sorry you're here, but I'm glad you're here. And again, if you've been here for a while, thanks for listening. Thanks for being here. We're going to talk about how to trust yourself again. This is a big one. I did a reel on Instagram about this, and I know it resonated with a lot of you. That question of how can you tell the difference between anxiety or your instinct or your gut um, and intuition? And how can you decipher what is a real threat that you actually need to do something about (laughs) versus like a perceived threat? like anxiety that's making you think you need to do something about it when there's nothing to do. Before I dive into kind of my thoughts and kind of what I want to share with you today, I want to share a story that I experienced, a story of what I've experienced after Aria died. So like many of you um, know, Aria died right in the middle of the night. And I actually, I don't know when she died, sometime in the night. And I didn't find her until morning. And I had absolutely no idea, no intuitive hint, nothing, no nudge telling me to go check on her. I did not know. And I had a friend not too long after who was sharing her story of her child where there was something wrong and she wasn't in the bedroom with them. And she said she just felt like she needed to go check on her child. And it was a good thing that she did because then her baby didn't die. Her baby was okay. And she said she felt like it was God nudging her to go check on her baby. And I get that in her story. Um, That gives her a lot of comfort. And I could believe that too, that it wasn't her baby's time to go. And so that God intervened and nudged her to go check on her. But where does that leave me when you know, that's not my story. So first my thoughts were, how come God didn't nudge me to go check on Aria? How come I didn't get that knowing? It felt so unfair. And then after in my life, if I was having a thought and I couldn't tell if it was an anxious thought or an intuitive thought, or if I should listen to the kind of thought, I would wonder, is this God nudging me to go check on them? Because I need to check on them. If I check on them, it'll prevent them from dying. Like it got so messed up. And I found that many of you have experienced that same thing as me, where you can't tell the difference and it's hard to trust yourself. It's hard to trust what you're experiencing um, is real. Like what is real, what is not 
especially if you have like flashbacks and trauma, you know, you, you like relive trauma in the moment over and over again. It's so hard to know that you're going to make a quote unquote right decision and choices for your child if you have other children who are in your care when your mind feels so crazy and your mind is just so full of thoughts and like I said seeing things that actually weren't happening that I thought were real it is just completely confusing so I wanted to share some thoughts with you here first um just kind of a way to decipher a little bit between something like what is anxiety and what is intuition and this is the first thing I want to share about kind of how they show up so anxiety is like urgent panicky loud big it demands your attention and it's usually forward focused it's something about something in the future anxiety can scramble your brain and make you not be able to think clearly in fact for me when I've been super anxious it's like a fog comes over my brain and I just, I can't think straight. I literally have not been able to do anything. If I'm in like, if I've been in a really anxious state, I literally, I probably just sat on the couch and done nothing because I can't do anything. I can't think. I can't, I can't make food. I can't do anything. I, it just, it just, I can't. So you can also with anxiety have thoughts that have come up and been repetitive, ruminative, and they just have destroyed your ability to function. So intuition, on the other hand, is calm, it's quiet, it's like a, a new thought, it's different, it's not urgent, it doesn't suddenly appear, appear and be super important. It's calm and when it comes, you know. And when I say you know, I... I, I want to share a little bit <laughs> like I do think it can be very hard to distinguish between those two because when you haven't been able to trust yourself you're always questioning okay so like okay I know and then it's like okay I thought that was intuition but now I'm wondering if it's anxiety because for me if it's anxiety I don't want to answer the call like okay my my brain is signaling there's a threat and if I keep answering that call, it's going to keep bringing that threat to my, you know, the front of my vision. It's going to keep saying, okay, yep, there's a threat. And every time I give you this, this threat, you go take care of it. So I need to keep doing that. So I didn't want to answer the call. Okay. So give me an, I'll give you an example. Like if I'm super anxious and I, the thought comes, I need to go check on my children um, while they're sleeping. And so this thought pops into my mind and then I think, no, they, they're completely fine. I don't need to check on them. It's fine. And then, <laughs> so say I'm like, okay, it's all good. And then I'll have a thought like, but what if this is my intuition or God's nudge telling me what I should do? Because if I do it now, then I'll go save them from dying. So that's when I say it can feel like it gets so chaotic and so mixed up. Um, in our minds, especially when we're in a silo, like by ourselves, and we're just thinking these kind of things over and over on our own. But 
one other thing that I've done in the past is check in with my husband, Justin. I'll just be like, um, is this an anxious thought? Or like I, usually I, I actually know that it's an anxious thought, but I, I'll ask him like, is this actually something I need to be worried about or is it fine? Like if I'm thinking about the kid's safety and I'm a little bit anxious, I'm like, okay, are the kids actually just fine? And this is just anxiety talking or are they not fine and I need to do something about it? So I sometimes have checked in with him too. Um, but here's the beautiful part I want to share. It's not that when you're feeling this way and when you're dealing with this, it's not that your mind isn't working or that it's messed up. Your mind is working perfectly fine. The parts are working fine. It's just that because the way your mind is programmed, sometimes information comes in and it gets jammed in there. And then mind becomes super hyper vigilant, stuck in this state. It can get stuck, like gunk comes in and gets stuck, believing that it's happening all the time. So think of that there's this gunk that got stuck in mind. And the way mind has been processing information, it's almost like if you can imagine that there's like this colored lens, like maybe it's <laughs> whatever anxiety, however anxiety shows up for you, think of that kind of lens is put over unconscious mind. And unconscious mind is always constantly scanning for danger. It's not that your mind is broken. This is exactly what your mind is supposed to do. Your mind is supposed to look for danger. It's supposed to be constantly scanning. Like it's amazing what our unconscious mind does when we're not even conscious of it, right? We, we don't even know. We can do one thing at a time. We can talk, we can eat, we can whatever, but our unconscious is constantly doing all this stuff and it's scanning for threats all the time. It's scanning for danger. So it's supposed to do that. But when this comes in, when this data from the outside came in for whatever reason, say, let's take the example, like your child dying and the data got jammed in the way that mind was reading information, then that's when, um, mind starts to read through that anxiety lens that say we put there in front of it. We didn't put it there, but like when we're talking about it now, um, that got put there and that's what unconscious is looking through. Unconscious doesn't realize it's looking through this heightened, aware, you know, danger, danger, danger. Everything's a danger lens. So let's think together from this perspective, how when mind has this lens of anxiety on it, it can be very hard to tell the difference between intuition and, and anxiety. And this is not your fault. It's not because you're doing it wrong. It's not because you're not trusting not enough. It's not because you're, you know, not connected with your intuition enough. It's, it's not any of that. For example, Let's say that you have a lady friend, say her name is Jane, you have her over and then a guy friend, say his name is Mark, comes over and while he's there at your house, you're chatting and James seems to be acting very strangely and oddly and you're like, what in the world, Jane? Uh, she's snapping at him 
And she seems to be so angry at him and you can't figure out why. You're like so confused because Jane is such a nice lady. She's so friendly usually and you really, really like her. So you're like, what in the world? Finally, Mark, he looks a little bit bewildered and he's like, okay, I better leave. So he leaves. And when Mark leaves, you ask Jane, you're like, wow, Jane, what was the deal? Mark is such a nice guy. Why were you treating him that way? And Jane's like, I don't know. He gave me the creeps. I just really didn't like him. He just seemed off. He seemed kind of weird. And for our example, let's think that there's nothing wrong with Mark. Mark was a per perfectly nice guy and he was just visiting with them. But what happened was that Jane had something terrible happen to her when she was younger by someone who has a voice that sounded similar to Mark's. So she is not even consciously aware of this. But her mind is so amazing that it picked up that similarity and showed her that there was a danger and that she should be aware and stay away. So here's the thing. When trauma and anxiety are clouding our experiences, yes, it's hard to trust our intuition because the trauma is going to override any intuition. You might say, for example, that I know that this person has something off about them, but it might be because unconsciously they are similar to something else that was a bad experience. When those gunk pieces that got stuck inside can be cleared, that's when that lens of anxiety or that lens of like unsureness or panicky, whatever, however you want to describe it, can be taken off. And your unconscious is no longer looking through that lens. It's not like on high alert looking for that danger of that particular thing. But it's looking through a lens of clarity. And then it's easier to tell the difference between real and imagined threat. When the gunk that got stuck in the way that mind was processing information gets cleared, then the anxiety disappears. And you're left with more clarity, more energy, and more capacity to notice intuition and then listen to it. It's not that constant, urgent anxiety that's trying to get you to do stuff. It's, it's more like you have that capacity in a clear head to then be there for when that intuition comes. For example, in the story of Jane and Mark, once the gunk is cleared, say in Jane's um, unconscious mind, then there's no more being angry at Mark for no reason. It just doesn't happen because unconscious isn't reading Mark as a threat. It's cleared out and now Jane can clearly see that he isn't a threat. And she doesn't need to treat him so horribly. She can treat him kindly. And he is different than the person that harmed her in the past. He is not that person. Mark is a different person. And so being able to clear that gunk out so then Jane can tell the difference and Jane can have more connected, loving relationships with other people because she, like her unconscious, isn't constantly reading all these threats everywhere. Is this all making sense? <laughs> I'm doing my best to explain something that on one hand is very complicated and on the other hand, it's very, very simple. And we tend to make things way more complicated than they need to be. And I'm trying to simplify it and make it very easy to understand. So I hope I'm accomplishing that with what I'm trying to do here. 
Um, let me just try to do a really quick like overview so that you know if this was all new information to you you can kind of get a, a picture so say um, something happens an experience happens where mind read information so my this experience happened data came in it got stuck in the mind it has like this gunk say gunk it got kind of sticky and, and wasn't able to fully move through um, and be able to go process into like that's a past experience um, and so then mind is constantly reading that information as happening currently as a as a current threat as something to currently be worried about um, rather than something that happened in the past it's done it's complete it's over right and so when that is there of course it's hard to trust your intuition because that is going to be what rises to the top um, because that is your 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 mind's prime directive is to keep you safe keep you alive um, to, to keep you going um, to keep on living so it's going to to get you to do stuff to make you feel super anxious so you do things to protect yourself so when there is that it's hard to distinguish between intuition it's hard to even notice what intuition is because the anxiety is way up at the top so we can't just try to um, lean more into intuition without dealing with the anxiety or the trauma or the gunk that's stuck in the unconscious mind when you deal with the gunk then it's easier to just have a clear mind a free mind that can just see clearly um, but when when that is there you're trying to like muddle between what is real what is not and you're trying to like okay I'm gonna listen to my intuition but then this anxiety is so so loud so <laughs> I don't know if I said that any clearer that time but anyways the last question you might be asking is well okay maybe this all makes sense to you Maybe not, and I can try again. <laughs> um, but if it does, and you're like, "Hey, I I get it all. I get that there's there's the gunk in conscious mind that I'm not, you know, trying to be anxious. I don't want to be anxious. I'm not purposely, you know, looking for all these threats. But it's just there. How do I clear that gunk out of my my mind if I don't have any control of it? How do I get rid of it?" So what I found is the quickest and easiest and most effective way is with rapid resolution work that I've been doing. It works with your mind consciously and unconsciously and helps you to be able to clear the anxiety lens that's clouding your mind so that you can see clearly and your mind is free of all the preoccupation that has been a problem. So I do this in one-on-one sessions. If you're interested in the one-on-one sessions, you can message me at hello at meganhelica.com. I don't take very many people on at a time. So we'll like you can send me a message and let's talk and see if it's a good fit for you. Or um, this September, inside of Grieving Mom's Haven, I'm going through a program. I'm going to be teaching a program that is going to be called Be Anxiety Free. So... We'll meet on live calls once a week and I'm going to teach you everything I know about anxiety, how the mind processes information, 
how to clear the gunk and once all the gunk is cleared it's so much easier to trust what you're thinking or feeling because that stuff doesn't even show up and you have more energy because mind isn't so preoccupied with trying to protect you from every threat around you. Something else that I think is super interesting that I'm going to be talking about in this program is just what anxiety is. Like, you know, if you go to a doctor, they might say you have anxiety, you have anxiety, you have anxiety. But what is anxiety? How does it show up? And then how can you communicate with your conscious, unconscious mind to let the, let your unconscious mind that there's no threat and that you don't need to feel anxious. So right now you can join Gravy Mom's Haven for your first two weeks for free. You can come join us for that September, this whole month of September. Check it out. Like if you have been listening to this podcast for any time, I want to highly, highly encourage you to take this step and to come join us. You can get your two weeks, first two weeks free, but I want to say, if you're listening to this later, I don't know how long this offer will last. I change things up pretty often. So two weeks free is available as long as I decide to keep going with it. If you go to grievingmomshaven.com, you can join there and then join us for the month of September to be anxiety free and finally feel like you can trust yourself again. One more thing I wanted to say about anxiety and maybe you're nervous to join Gravy Mom's Haven or you're fearful or worried or like, is it actually going to help me? And while that's completely normal, completely normal thoughts, like, is this going to help me? Is it worth it? Um, am I going to feel worse? Am I going to have to do a lot of painful work? Um, I would just highly encourage you to come. It's, it's a way less, um, painful way of processing and clearing stuff in your mind and and in your body than um, a lot of therapy is and it's way more effective in what I've been able to see and way quicker easier lighter it's so so amazing I continually am in awed by it and every time I do sessions or watch sessions because I watch a lot of sessions too. Um, I'm just amazed every time. I'm like, wow, that is just amazing. So I would highly encourage you to come join us. If you're nervous, that's, that's normal. Remember, <laughs> like I was saying, um, nervous, like it can be your, your anxiety speaking loudly, the fear. And yeah, I just, I just think that's when you say thank you. Thank you, brain. Thank you, mind. And I'm going to do it anyways. So come join us, groovymomshaven.com. And I'll see you next week. If you like this podcast and have found it helpful, I want to invite you to come check out Gravy Moms Haven. This is my monthly community for Gravy Moms, where you can learn positive coping mechanisms, find a safe space with others who understand, and learn lifelong skills that support you as you learn how to carry this weight of grief in your life. There are group coaching calls where we do guided meditations, tapping meditations, breath work, and just talk, knowing that everyone in the group is also walking the path of child loss. You can come check out Gravy Moms Haven at www.gravymomshaven.com.